0: You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast. Fellas, 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 I'm going to talk my ish in a little bit, but first, as our fans might notice, we are all in different locations today. So I want everybody just real quick give us a little shout out where you're at and uh, what you're doing. I'm on a laptop
1: instead of my computer. I,
2: um <laughs> oh, where 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 are you?
1: I'm in this little building right <laughs> here. Uh,
2: <no.
1: laughs> <laughs> so So Gary, what topics we got?
0: Like Gary, do you, so have, Gary, you have a generated <laughs> background on right now?
1: I do not. Topics there. See? <laughs> <laughs> the lighting's terrible, so I gotta make myself look good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we notice we only get the floating head of you today.
0: We don't get the full <laughs> we hey.
1: See, look at that. No
0: floating head. Hey, Uh, (laughs) Gary's next level with it. He puts the background on. (laughs) He
2: is, he is. Hey, Hey, let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Obviously, I'm in a new location, and I'm in a new location because of this. Sometimes you have to get outside and smell the fresh air to realize that you are better than the team that beat you last night.
0: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: so I had to come outside I had to come outside and get a little air Because, you know, it was a little stuffy uh, In our arena last night um, But, you know, John Morant went out in the fourth With the hand injury We don't know what that update's going to be AD went down, obviously, with the with the arm Saying that he couldn't feel his arm But then he ended up coming back and, and playing a pretty good game I I don't think the Lakers have enough to beat us in a seven-game series. I think they have enough to win a couple games, but I don't think they have enough to beat us in the seven-game series.
1: Time, your response?
0: I think that that's ludicrous. I don't think y'all have enough to beat the Lakers. The way the Lakers are constructed now? Oh, no. Who y'all so, got? If you, especially right. if John Moran's not 100%. All right,
1: I'm going to interject now because that was blasphemous what you just said, Time. Uh, they should not have beaten... Minnesota and Minnesota was a is a not a very good team they didn't have their second best player on their team they have they're made up of all role players and they what should have mean, won
0: the
1: game Okay, sorry third best player on their team everybody else was role players with what the Lakers did last night the Lakers literally relied <laughs> on all their bench to put all their points up Rui Hachimura was their leading scorer. You're not okay. going to get that every game. Which
0: even makes my point more no. because AD and LeBron didn't, like, have a huge game. AD
1: had a pretty good game.
0: Yeah, they both had, 20, like, 22 or less, and then LeBron had 11 boards. Yeah, but so, I mean, but had, the thing okay. is, you're
1: not going to get the points from Rui and Austin Reeves, so you're not going to get those. But hold That's on. A once don't, don't, blue
0: disrespect, moon. don't disrespect the Milky Mamba Uh, because our boy Austin Reeves, our boy Austin Reed's been going off lately. Don't try to play him.
1: He didn't go off in the, in the Timberwolves game. That's well, what I'm saying. You he can't go off
0: every game.
1: Exactly. So you can't count did, on that. Who
0: do the have the Who do the Grizzlies have besides John Moran They can count on a night in, night out.
1: J- uh, Jaron Jackson. Night in, night out, you
0: going to do it? Yeah. Trip, trip, triple J are do
2: it
1: night in, night out. Bane. Bane's Bain a, Spot, D- yeah, Bain a spotty shooter. Bane's a spotty shooter. I can't
2: say enough of they going to give you hustle, grit, and grind. He going to give you that defense. He going to give you that extra shit that you don't necessarily want, but he going to give you what you need. So, I mean, as far as we don't have a Kevin Durant. We don't have a, if that's what you're asking, we don't have a Steph Curry. But guess what? A lot of teams don't have those.
1: The Lakers, the Lakers don't have those.
2: Absolutely. The Lakers definitely don't have it. So what's whole theory? What, what are you trying to say? You're gonna
0: tell me that at any given night LeBron or A D cannot be uh Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. No, they, they can't be Steph Curry. No. they no, cannot be Steph Curry at all.
1: No. Not no, their playstyle, but as Durant. far as to give one, you neither one of them 35 plus right now. Could be no. 35 plus? No. You
0: are no.
2: Gone gone are the days that we see LeBron James. Put up 30 and 40 and 50 points night in and night out because that's just, just not true. Them. It's just his age won't allow him to do that. It won't allow him to take over a game. Now, you talking about like, oh, LeBron James going one on one the entire game like he used to and just overpower you? That LeBron James is not LeBron James anymore.
0: He's right. more of a, last, last a player
2: within my age.
0: Last six games, LeBron had 21, 30, 36, 16, 33, 37. Um, how, what what are you talking about these points come on you, he said, can, you
2: said the last how many games
0: six games last six games
2: six ga- six, six games he's so had thirty us,
0: plus he's had so, thirty so, plus points for the six games
2: so what you're doing right now is you're taking a serving size and you making it fit your correct so let's don't give it over the last six games <laughs> give me over the last twenty give me over the last twenty well give that's the, just what
0: pulled the, up right here
2: give give me the full season Give me what he had. Well, his whole 40. season,
0: his whole regular season was twenty-eight point nine points.
1: That's
0: not thirty. Okay. That's that's pretty close to thirty. <laughs> it's
2: not it's not it's not thirty. I said go on hey, the days
0: when he averages thirty four. I, I bet I bet I bet and, that's higher than John Moran's points per game average. Well, I can oh. tell you this much. If he missed if, half a year, if,
2: if LeBron James wants to impress me, and I know he doesn't, he doesn't care about impressing me because he's, <laughs> he's done everything that he needs to do, average thirty five forty for the rest of the playoffs make it to the nba championship and win it and you are the goat you are the goat if you average 30 40 on your way there at the age that he is right now on the team that he's on right now if he takes this team to an nba championship Tom, i'm telling you here right now if he takes this team to an nba championship and he averaged 30 or 40 on his way there he is the greatest of all time
0: hold on you know what i'm about to put my Damn, y'all right this Laker team should not beat this Grizzlies team at all. The, if the Grizzlies lose this series to the Lakers, that's the Lakers. That's, that's not that's not
2: that's not what I said, Tom. I'm gonna say what I just no, said. No, no, I know. I'm just obviously, saying obviously what into it. I just said. I didn't say <laughs> if they beat the Memphis Grizzlies team. I said if they go to the NBA championship and win it. So don't try to minimize it to make LeBron no. sound greater than what he is. I'm just, telling you, not just because. Because remember this: you said this time. You said we're a young Grizzlies team. We might not have John Morant. You even said that we might not have a chance.
0: So why? Oh does it no! If beat this Grizzlies team. If y'all,
2: why
0: y'all have does it matter. If y'all have John Morant, if y'all have John Morant, this Grizzlies team should dominate the Lakers. And if the Lakers win, I'll be shocked because that's oh. how good this Grizzlies team is.
2: We don't know if we're going to have John Morant because we don't know what his hand situation is. All
0: I'm saying is if LeBron and the Lakers can pull out a win over this Grizzlies team with a healthy John Morant, that's going to be another feather in his cap because no. there's no way they should win this series.
1: You, you have okay. been saying all year all they need is him and AD. That's Now you're trying to flip that. Correct. Because I've, they barely I've got in play-in.
0: I've come to my senses. Yeah. But now I realize that any yeah. team that the Lakers beat in this playoff run, boy, that's a feather in his hat of greatness because he, they shouldn't be beating anybody.
1: <laughs> I disagree, but that's enough about the LeBron stuff. So. Right,
2: yeah, let's 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 just talking about. We'll we'll take care of home and then we'll so,
1: close them out well, and then we'll be
2: back to where we are. Really, I, I just I decided for this podcast because I couldn't take it in the house because that's where I watched the game. It was in the house. And we lost. So I figured I'm going to come outside. I got to
1: change it up. Got to change it up. Well, um, D, I know last week you had a bunch of questions because we got to some of them about natural disasters. I know because we think the natural disaster is the Lakers. So we're just going to transition into that. Um, Right. What other questions did you have? Because we said we were going to resume that. So I'd rather pick that up now before we get into any new topics, because I know we have a few other
2: topics to talk about. Okay, as it relates to, to like, natural disasters, and you've, you've, you've picked up the pieces, and, you know, you've had a natural disaster, like, I, and I don't think people understand or even talk about this, or, like, how long, how long as a as a world, when you're hit with a natural disaster, your area is affected by it, how long until, like, it's, we're on to the next? Because, you know, it, natural disasters don't just happen in one area and just that one area alone. Then they don't just stop in that one area alone. They keep going. So if your area is affected by, let's just, I'll give you an example, Gary. So if, if I'm hit by a natural disaster, which is a tornado or if I'm hit with a hurricane, if I'm hit with a tsunami, whatever natural or earthquake, I'm hit with this on Monday. On Sunday, we have um uh uh some other natural disaster or some some body wants to walk into some establishment and decide that they want to change people's lives forever and now we're talking about that how- how long before you know I'm not saying that it's okay I'm not saying that it's okay at all but before because you you got to keep you there's things that you, you got to kind of keep moving how, how long do you you allocate how much time do you allocate there before you move on to the next or is there a constant allocation there and it's not a it's not a okay we got to stop and turn our attentions to somewhere else because i i'm a firm believer that there's a lot of people out there if you're not talking about it they feel like it's gone away
1: Correct. So I think a big part of that is the society aspect or the media, the way it's covered, because a lot of that would deal with, like you said, if a natural disaster happened on a Monday and then something else happened on a Sunday, well, society and news and all the coverage is going to be on the new thing that happened on Sunday and everybody's going to forget about what happened on Monday. So, like, that's going to be gone. As a society, though, we should still, and as a, if you're, if it's a, tornado or hurricane the government or the state government in that area that was affected should still be worrying about that because more than likely that natural disaster on that happened on sunday wouldn't be in the same location so maybe somewhere else right and it all falls on that state's government to do it now if it was all in the united states it falls on it should fall on the federal government to handle both at the same time. It shouldn't move on to somewhere else. But I do think a lot of it is because it's in the news cycle. If it's not in the news cycle, people forget about it. And I think that's probably the biggest part of it. And that's what happens with a lot of natural disasters is when something happens, if something else happens right after it, it's washed away. Like you'll hear all the time, a tsunami hits somewhere in India or Bali or something like that. And then something will happen here in the US and we won't talk about the tsunami that hit anymore. Like it, it's old news now because it's not what's happening, right? What's not recent, and I think that's the problem. Like we have everybody just moves on to the next tragedy, and doesn't try to help the per- current tragedy that just happened. They just go to the one that just the most recent tragedy,
2: right? And 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 I I want to be the first one to say, and and again, I'm not in the media side. I'm just trying to see their perspective or their mm-hmm. side because you got to keep people up to date and current with what's going on whether it's uh tragedy or whether it's triumph and obviously tragedy gets you know top billing and top headline when it relates to things like this um but just closing out the the natural disasters gary um so i i i've i've talked to certain people and some people that was affected in certain areas by natural disasters and there's a side effect that a lot of people um don't understand or don't deal with gary and and, and it's this and, and it's very similar to death it's very similar to any other hardships that you have in your life after time like so when it first happened obviously everybody's shocked uh if you get that knee-jerk reaction you know what's going on uh so from <clears throat> some some affected areas that I've, I've known that, that, that have been hit by natural disasters. They told me like when it first happened, they had help out of the yin-yang. Like FEMA, everybody came in, but after like that initial week, like after seven days, it was like they couldn't find help. They can't get anybody to do anything. Like it's just, so that's why I was asking like, like how do you, the same buzz that you get when it first happened, how do you keep that same buzz throughout that entire process so to make it easier for those that are going through it is what I'm asking.
1: So, so I think a lot of that, I think the big part is, is media aspect because if the media doesn't bring it up no more. People think, oh, well, things have been resolved or they forget that it happened. So I would say the local media around needs to keep that in the news cycle. And then you need to make sure okay. it gets to the okay. national news cycle and you need to keep that in the news it's like even if something else comes you can't let that over triumph a natural disaster that happened here so you can still get it you you call people out like if people stop showing up and stop helping and all that kind of stuff or the government or the uh state government's not doing their part or people are leaving and not doing stuff you make that known you make that bring that Media attention to that situation, and you keep it in the news. Because the more you keep in the news, the more that people are going to be help willing to help because they're going to keep thinking about it. It's going to keep on their mind, and then people are going to be like, oh, well, it's going be a bad look if we don't help. So let's we'll go do something. And that's how, just in the government aspect in general, they're going to be thinking that anyways because it's a PR thing for them. It's not actually about helping them. It's more of a PR aspect when it comes. So, and if they want to get reelected in a state, you better stay on top of that stuff. Because those people are going to remember that and, Hey, if it happened to us in this state and they don't keep on us, well, then we know they're not going to, they're not about us. So we'll elect somebody else that is. So I think that the key is keeping it in the media cycles, keep it on everywhere. And that's a good thing with the good one. Good part about social media is you can bring that stuff to light. You can put out there, hey, we're not getting help because of this. You can post the proof and show it. And now media is going to pick it up. So you have a way to yourself to keep it in the news cycle. And then it just takes a lot of work.
2: So uh, just because you said that, and I've never looked at it from this angle, from a political standpoint, from a political standpoint, only Mm -hmm. thinking from a political standpoint here. Okay. Is there any way as a politician, if you're the mayor, if you're the president, if you're a government official and something like this happened? is there any right way to handle the situation? Uh, because you know how, you know how every time, like, you'd like, oh, I would have handled it this way, but then there's a number of people that wouldn't have liked how you handled it this way. So is there any way a political figure can absolutely handle situations like perfectly where you look back and you just like, man, this is the example. This is how I want you to handle this situation.
1: So I would say the only way, I don't know if there's a perfect way, but I think as a thinking from a political point, you political have to only from a political point, you have to keep it in the news. Your job is to keep that tragedy in the news and make sure people are doing stuff and make sure you let everybody know, hey, I'm doing everything I can. But then you have to actually produce results. You can't just say it. You have to produce some results. You may not produce all the results, but you may produce something to show you're actually doing something. And that as a political point, you're going to be like, oh, yes, see, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then people are like, oh, he's at least he's doing something nobody else is. So from a political point, you're winning points that way. So I think the key is you got to keep it in the news and keep that you're actually doing things to help. And I think that is probably the biggest thing that political people try to do because they want the the optics to be that they really are caring they really are want to do something but if you don't show results of doing it it's it falls on deaf ears so you have to show some type of result and that you actually care and that you're actually doing something and it's actually working
2: so is that <clears throat> i'm 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 and i know i i don't we don't mean the bird walk but this is an interesting conversation so is this like a industry standard gary where we just kind of condition to like after a while like not media just us as uh people like we just hey if we don't see it it don't happen out of sight out of mind or is it kind of one of those things that we constantly need to be reminded because it's kind of like like we're forgetful in human nature to where if it's not right there in front of us then dang man i I Um, thought it was better
1: so i would definitely think we part as a society we are desensitized to things like that it happens so often in the world, and you see movies where it, where it's in things. So, and you see so much loss of life, people are desensitized to it. So, like, if it's not constantly in their face or they always see it, they're just gonna forget about it. Like, it's over because it, it happens all the time. So, and all same right. with like natural disaster, you know, hey, hurricane season, a hurricane's gonna hit somewhere. So, you're already prepared. Hey, somebody's gonna get hit by a hurricane. We don't know where, but, and then once that happens, a week later, two weeks later, everybody's forgot about it except for that area. Because everybody's like, oh, it's it's normal. We're used to it. When the tornado alley, when that becomes a huge aspect, everybody knows, oh, tornadoes are going to come. It's expected. So, like, people know that damage is going to come. And then you only think about it for that little time that it happens. And then you forget about it. So, that's where I think people have to keep it in the news cycle. And, like, politicians, you have to keep it in the news cycle. And you got to keep showing that you're doing stuff. So, like, that's the hardest thing because as I say, we're so desensitized to so much of that stuff that happens. It, it's easily forgotten. Yeah, that makes sense. Dang, Dang
2: man. Yeah, because I, I was I was thinking about, I and I've always wondered this, man, and, and like I think I asked this on the podcast last week, and if I didn't, I'm going to ask it again. I, I've always wondered, like uh, like people that live in Alaska with those extreme conditions, uh, people that live in Florida, for instance, like yourself, that... That always are hit with hurricanes and things like that. Uh, people that live on the ocean and sharks have their own week. Like, obviously, you know, these are areas that have uh, more natural disasters than other areas, earthquakes and, you know, volcanoes erupting, erupting out west. You know, I, I've always wondered, you know, why people will put themselves in those natural disaster areas.
1: Yeah, so you did so we did touch on this a little bit last we, week. We touched on it. I do yes, think yeah. it is it's just it's people you have an inherent risk wherever you live, because something can happen anywhere. You can get a terrible right. a thunderstorm and you can get a lightning storm, your house can get struck by lightning, you can get in a car Gary, accident. But nah, like nah. no, I'm saying like you there's things that can happen, like tornadoes can happen anywhere. Like the, I, those I aren't like that. so I, I understand that. I, think I figured it out
2: though, Gary. That's you, well, no you, can't live your life,
1: you can't live your life in fear. You can't be afraid so, something's going to happen.
2: It has nothing to do with it Go at ahead. all, Gary. I'm going to tell you what I found out through my investigation. Through my investigations, this is what I found out. There's a lot of people, Gary, that are raised in these areas that, are, that don't understand or, or comprehend the risk that they're taking living in the areas that they're living in. And they only live in those areas because their mother lived there. Their mother's mother lived there. Their, so they don't know any other area. So they've become accustomed to what people that live outside of that area will be like, man, that's a very dangerous area. Very common to them because they see it all the time. It's something that they've lived with all their lives when they were kids. Like, even how their parents reacted because they had such a calm reserve to it, like, it don't even bother them, like, because it, it what they wasn't affected like other people were affected like it wasn't necessarily a loss of life it wasn't really that devastating for them growing up so we see devastation because again that's what the news report um, and that's what we see on people on the outside looking in but the people that live there they go through it so much and so often to where it's just it's normal so. Anytime you break that normalcy, like living on the beach Gary, you probably love the sand. You're so used to seeing the sand that when you don't see it, it literally makes you sick because you're like, dude, I'm used to this. And with you being used to the sand, it comes with its pros and cons, just like anywhere else that you live, like you said, So through my investigation, I've determined that a lot of people live in the areas that they live in, not because they want to live there but because they were born they were born there they were raised there they're comfortable and people don't like getting out of their comfortable like their bubble their area where they're they, they live at but somebody once told me man success or like uh i gotta look it up
1: well, you know, while why, look you're, why you're looking it up So I would say, yes, that is a reason for a lot of people, but I don't think it's everybody. Like, for, I'll use me, for example. You're talking about the beach. I grew up in Florida most of my life. I hate the beach. (laughs) I hate going to the beach. Really? I I don't care about the beach. I'd rather go to the mountains. Uh, But I don't want to live in the mountains. Uh, I actually like paying tax exempt, like no state tax. I love that. So that's a part of my reasoning for living in Florida. Uh, I lived in Charlotte and I lived in Cleveland. I lived in Louisville for like 15 years combined outside of Florida. So I chose to come back just because I like the area. It has nothing to do with like, because I grew up here, because I grew up multiple places in Florida. I grew up in Florida, uh, in Kentucky. I also grew up in Louisiana. So I just, mine was more, I like the tax. I got the tax break, obviously, because it's a uh, no state tax. And then I like the area, like I, I prefer to be in the mountains versus the beach to me that's more fun but i wouldn't want to live in the mountains because i know the issues that you have to deal with being there as well but i also chose where i lived in florida because of of the hurricane i'd base it off of that too because i'm far enough inland i can still get damaged but it's not going to be anything like living near the water and i think that's part of why i also took that in account for where i was looking at to to live as well
2: well and, and, that, and that makes sense. That makes sense. I just I've I've I I, I just don't I, I say that. But then some people don't understand why I live where I live or other people live where they live. So I, I get it to each his own. And mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I was just trying to but find out. I
1: do, this, what, well, I do agree with you. I do think a lot of people don't want to leave the bubble and they like to live there because there's a bunch of people that don't want to leave where they grew up. I do. I think that is truly a big thing, too. And like you said, they do get used to it, the inherent risk, and they are fine with it.
2: Yeah, because I I, I know, like you said, you've been to a lot of countries in your life and, you know, there's a lot of people that are comfortable staying within the continental U.S. There's a lot of people that haven't left their state. Correct. What would you say to somebody that's not left like that has only visited a couple states And, you know, they're they're very content with it. So we're not saying it like it's a negative thing. Correct. What would you say to somebody with you traveling outside of the country? You've traveled to all these many different states and you've done a lot of things. What would you say to somebody that's just content with staying in their bubble?
1: So I would say when it comes to that, I would be obviously if they have the means, I would I would say, uh, why limit yourself? there's such a beauty in the world with so many other countries and there's so much you see through pictures which you know are beautiful why not experience that life moment why not go there and enjoy something different but they don't do that they choose they choose not to go anywhere they choose to stay home which is fine too but there's so much in the world to see and so much to do and so much beauty that isn't appreciated and a lot of it's time you are not muted yeah. <laughs> Gee. All right. So. Sorry, I was
0: getting I was getting sick after all <laughs> of
1: Gary's uh, beauty talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to that, like I think like like you said, people are just comfortable not going. And then plus a lot of it's based off of stuff they see in the media. Oh, this is dangerous, it's dangerous to fly, things happen overseas, all this kind of stuff, and they believe that's all true, but they've never been outside the country to actually know. And they're just assuming that's all real, and it happens everywhere you go. So they're just—I'm not going to take a chance. So they're not—they're not taking that risk in that—that that fact. So I, that's the problem. And I have—I have buddies like that. I have a buddy that literally doesn't go anywhere besides Georgia and Florida. Like, I'm like—you need to go somewhere. Like, you need to just travel. You have the means. Go travel. Go enjoy the world because there's so much to see. But again, people are going to be doing what they want. I'm, all I can recommend it is go see because there's so much to see.
2: I like it here. Look at you, look at you being uh, all instrumental. Speaking of that, home with
1: you with athlete. Time, have you ever been out of the country?
0: Yeah. Where have you been? I was born in Germany, and but then, that you remember. Um, I've been to
1: Mexico. I've been on two different cruises, so cruises like whatever don't count. I, I Why don't, not? No. I'm talking about flying somewhere and doing something. Uh,
0: those are only the times I can think of. You're so
1: specific here. Well, because right? a cruise, you're you're literally you're still not really going anywhere. You're on an yeah, island I, for like I mean, five hours, if that.
2: But I'm like, I'm like, damn, Gary. Like, how do you, like, how can you
0: tell somebody what their definition of traveling is?
1: Right, right. Out of country, a cruise is not considered out of the country. Yeah, yes, co- it is. You yeah.
0: literally have to get a passport. That's literally <laughs> you, don't <want> to <laughs>
1: yeah, you don't have, have to a have, have a passport now. All you need is a birth certificate. No, you the ones no, I went on. Used hey, to
0: you, don't
2: let me find out you a travel snob. You got to fly. <laughs> right, the my-
1: no, when I don't count I a cruise, person, I count when you get when leaving the countries, flying to Mexico. I don't even know but, if I would consider Canada.
0: For us poor people, cruises count.
1: <laughs> I, I love cruises. Don't get me wrong, cruises cruise are the best. Count is going
0: out of the country.
1: <laughs> I go on a cruise every year, so I'm all for it. But I'm just <laughs> so now that we
0: now that we found
2: out you rich, Gary. Um, right, <laughs> right. See,
1: how many times have you been out of the country?
2: So so with that being <laughs> said, let's talk about somebody that has enough money to afford trips for all of us. And Jalen hurts. So outrageous. I, I'm not I, I, okay. And hey, y'all can get mad at me if y'all want to. Hey, it's just a yes or no. And you can give me a reason, yes, why you believe, or no, why you don't believe. Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are the same
0: person. No. No, not at all.
1: (laughs) What? Lamar Jackson is more dangerous.
0: Way more dangerous with his legs than Jalen Hurts, for sure. And
1: they're they're both the same passer. Neither one of them are very good.
0: I don't think they're the same. I think Jalen's a little bit better passer, but...
1: Lamar has a stronger arm. Jalen might be a little more accurate.
0: So you're telling me
2: that Jalen hurts $255 two hundred and fifty five million one seventy nine I think was what his signing was the highest signing? paid quarterback
1: or highest paid player in the NFL Yes. right.
2: you're You're telling me that Lamar Jackson is better than this
1: guy. Yes. So do you pay him more? Well, they're, they 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 just said a new guideline for Lamar to bet on. Lamar's like, well, he got 255, 179. I'm worth more. I'm an MVP. He's not. So when do you – My numbers do, prove do, it.
2: When does the quarterback market reset, Gary?
1: Because – When, when I, all every, the teams agree together to, know, to sign no quarterbacks to big deals. That's when it resets.
2: Because you, you, every five or six or ten years or something like that, it resets and starts back over. Because I remember a time, Gary, where that running back market was starting to creep up. And I'm like, ooh. We get getting like the 70s, the 90s. We hit like the $100 million and then boom, it reset. I hadn't seen the quarterback market reset like it normally does, Gary. Yeah, it went from like, you know, the 30s, the 40s, the 50 mils, the 60 mils. Then we got that first $100 million deal, and then we all thought that it was going to kind of stay there a little bit. Now we at the 200 mil. Like, when does it reset, Gear?
1: It's not because all the teams have to agree to not pay the quarterbacks and let it reset. And I don't think it's going to happen because you're about to see Joe Burrow's about to get paid. And you're about to see Justin Herbert get paid. They're both going to be the new highest paid quarterbacks. Like, and they're going to get more money than Jalen Hurts got because Joe Burrow's is a much better quarterback than Jalen Hurts.
2: So if I'm a if I'm a quarterback that just
1: signed a deal two years ago. You're mad. And, oh, pissed off. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you're mad. Like you gotta have, gonna out, you gotta gonna have outs you gotta have outs in your contract. That. But see, that's the thing is like if you're the elite quarterback in the league and Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, I don't disagree with that. You have to have an out in your contract to say, not an out, but like, hey, I should be entitled to always one hundred thousand dollars more than the highest paid quarterback. Long as I'm producing at this level, I I deserve one thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars more than the highest paid quarterback. So it based if the high, quarterback gets paid the highest, then he new bump. He, all right, he gets a he gets a raise every time. as long as he's producing at that level, and he is. So you're talking about me, a Nick Saban
2: so, quarter or contract.
1: Yeah, that, but that's a, that's it's what makes sense if you're the best quarterback because well, otherwise... Like, he signed a 10-year deal, which was stupid. Now, he making a lot of money, yes. But but... Now,
2: well, now, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold
1: up now, gay, Hold up. Mm-hmm. Now,
2: at the time he signed this contract, it was not stupid. No. Now, let's make sure That's we, let's not, make sure we all finish. understand
1: this. You didn't let me let's finish. Make sure all,
2: let's make sure we all understand this before you finish. Uh, this Jalen Hurts contract in about five or ten years, or about three or four years, is gonna say it's stupid. Right. Because somebody's gonna come in and they're gonna make it look, uh, especially if he keep producing. So at the time he got the contract, it was absolutely
1: massive. So yes and no. So it was a great contract in the moment, but you should never lock yourself into a ten-year deal because you have no. If you have no outs to raise your money, you're eventually gonna be underpaid. For how good you are. Because all the other guys are going to pass you. I, I, it's,
2: it's, it's hard for me to take that type of tone with what you said. Yeah. When Tom Brady's never been the highest paid player. In the I league. agree. Because but he yes, chose because not
1: to. It, Correct. You I, can I, choose that. I,
2: regardless of what he chose. Yeah. I'm saying that. Even, it wasn't even close. Like I'm talking about like top five. Yeah. In terms of that. But here it is though. In terms of his, his earning potential off the field. Massive.
1: Yeah. Well, and what I'm saying look, to clarify, hold on. to clarify, I'm not saying that like Patrick Mahomes was dumb. Patrick Mahomes probably did this so he could win more championships to uh, provide the team with an ability to sign more players because he knows that Tom Brady strategy. Hey, I need players that win. I can't do it by myself. So he probably did that. And it's still, he's still getting paid outrageous. So he doesn't care. And that to me, that shows he had a dedication to the to, to the Chiefs and to winning. It wasn't all about money for him. He's willing to take more later or less later. And the Chiefs themselves will probably do right by him and give him a raise over the in the next year or two when he gets outrageous. They may not make him the highest pay, but they'll give him a raise because he's doing well. Most like if uh, you that happens uh, quite a put- bit.
2: Are you putting yourself in a position to where you're gonna have to give him a raise? Like where he doesn't even have to say anything, where you have to knock on his door and say, Hey man, you gotta take this money, bro. If, like, if he
1: if he gets you to another Super Bowl next year, yes. <laughs> even if you don't lose if you don't win it, yes. He's already done a lot for you and he keeps producing as long as he has a good season. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to at least give him something. Like, cause people are gonna start asking, uh, like, oh, is he gonna want a new contract? And you know his agents can be like hey you need to get a raise but he's Ah, he might be like i don't need it but he might be like i don't i don't care about it i want to win championships this is
2: very tough for me man this is i I, and and i'm gonna tell you why it's it's really tough for me because i want to i want to side with you but i did i want to side with myself i'm gonna lose a bit of myself by saying this i'm gonna lose a bit of myself by saying this as a player i've always been about maximizing your dollar and you're worth every dollar a team will pay for you right but now as i've been retired and i've been sitting on this side and i've become an owner in certain businesses and things like that i understand from an owner's perspective that you want to get the most out of a person for the least amount of money correct because then your profit margin goes up now here's the problem that I have though, here. Here's the problem that I have. In the event that I, uh, uh, uh employee of mine signs a contract and they outperform that contract, I'm the only person to know that they outperform that contract here. Correct. Is do I have a responsibility to let them know as the owner that they outperform this contract that I need to update their salaries to reflect that, or do I as a owner continue to pay them what I'm paying them on time and telling them like, man, you're doing an outstanding job.
1: So I will say in, in your, in your aspect, you see your, what I'm, bi- saying? Yeah, well, well, I'm saying in I, I your business in your business, you're fine not saying anything because nobody's mm-hmm. going to know. And then I felt everybody's going to know it's a big difference because that's on a national sh- Grand scale, if it's just your own business, nobody's going to know they're outperforming. So, you, I don't think you're you have to, but the world's going to know they're going to start calling it. All the media heads are going to talk about it, agents are going to talk about it, and then it, it's going to be forced on you. There's going to be a difference because everybody, like, oh, he's overpaying, he's overplaying his contract, and all these seven new quarterbacks are all higher paid than him. Now, Patrick Mahomes could come out and say, Hey, I don't want. To, I don't want it. I want to win championships, Jerry, and he's going Jerry. to make even more money off the field because of it.
2: Yeah, these are all lies, lies. Tom, I'm going to include you in the lies too. I have never, I have never turned on a game. Never turned on a game, and a player not said anything about their contract. They just and just bawled out, and everybody was just like, "Man, you got to pay him whatever he want to pay." And whatever number he threw out there, whether it was 500 million, 700 million, because it's going to be a dumb number he threw out there, everybody was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely worth that. We need to pay him. And, and in fact, he, he took a pay cut. He should have got paid more. I've never heard an entire fan base say that, Gary. So these are lies. You can outperform your contract and not say anything. And people are just as happy, like, oh, man, that's what I'm talking about. This guy right here, he puts up. 9,000 yards a season, doesn't complain or anything, and we pay him peanuts. Man, congratulations to you. Like, what kind of like?
1: Yeah, that, but the media talking heads will. The people that are fans of that team won't, but everybody else will. Agents will. And that's when it gets in the media. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, and again, I don't think he's going to because I don't think he's the type of player who's going to bring that up. He doesn't care. But I think they will do something just because he's done so much for them. I think they eventually will, especially when that market keeps going up, up and up. I don't think he'll ever be the highest paid, but they'll give him a bonus. Like they'll give him, they'll, they might up him by like $5 million on one season or something like that. As like, like that's something like that, because even if he got 5 million, he's still probably not in the top five of the NFL of top earners of a quarterback. So,
2: so, so that's just, just bird walking a little bit. And I want to take you back to this because it just reminded me of this. So you remember the last dance, the Mm -hmm. the Bulls documentary on Michael Jordan when Scottie Pippen took the 10-year deal and everybody was like, that was so dumb. Why did you take that? But at the time and in that moment, it was a phenomenal deal. Mm -hmm. But then like moving forward, when you find out there's more people that are putting contracts in that are now revolutionary that they didn't do when you were doing contracts, now all of a sudden you look like the idiot. All I'm saying is, is, don't judge people after time has passed because they didn't have the same uh, qualifications or the same set of rules that everybody else had. So, again, in hindsight, no. Patrick Mahomes' deal
1: still looks great. It was so, a so half-a-billion-dollar no. deal. It's so, a half-a-billion-dollar deal, well, and we're talking about the— $250 million, $250 million. You know, think realistically, $250 million Yeah, I, I'm over 10 years. On, <laughs>
2: if, if over 10 years, if he does what he's supposed to do, he has a half a billion dollar deal.
1: Correct. But he, yeah, he has $250 million. Correct. Um, yeah. And the reason why I say that's because taxes. It's not a half yeah. a billion. I hate when people say, you know this, yeah, it is not right. a half a billion. It's $250 yeah. million. And It's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying it's yeah. not half a billion. But no, I will say... I agree. During that time, it was. I think the only negative I would have had during the time is a ten-year deal, because like, you could probably, if you would have, yeah. if you would have signed a four or five, he would have reset the market again and maybe got three hundred million dollars over a five or six-year deal because of what he was able to do. Now, but now he's locked in for ten years. So, but let's, but, well, the, now, but you have up. the risk. No, you. I guarantee you have the risk. I know you're yourself this up. up you have the risk. Gary. You could get hurt and not get it. Hold up
2: now. We we now we knew that Patrick Mahomes was good. Yes. Let, let's be honest. We knew he was good. We didn't know that he was this good. Correct. Like for instance, I I'll, I'll, I'll give you a case in point. I'll give you a case in point. Cam Newton. Um Johnny Manziel. Uh any quarterback name um um I can't even it I just drew a blank. Uh any quarterback that's not really good? That would have signed a 10-year deal and we would have been like he's stealing money. This is that that wouldn't have never lived up to that 10-year contract. I'm saying that we did not know that Patrick Mahomes was gonna be that good for this long.
1: No, I agree. We didn't know that. So like I will I'll use I'll use other sports for examples like baseball. Baseball loves to sign 10, 12 year deals. And yeah. sometimes they get the players really good, really cheap because of that. So like I'll give, for like an example, most people if you don't know baseball you won't know, but the Mariners, Julio Rodriguez, he's a 20-year-old 22-year-old phenom, he signed a 11-year deal and he's getting like 15 to 17 million dollars a year. Now, if he would have waited 3-4 years, he could be getting 35-40 million dollars a year, but he took that money up front and that's the risk you take because there's no guarantee he's going to pan out. So like right. for him it makes sense. So like the braves are famous for doing this ozzy is a second baseman he's arguably the best second baseman in major league baseball he signed a six-year seven-year extension and he's getting like eight million dollars a year he's probably a 25 30 million dollar player but he didn't he took all that money up front to, to because you can't guarantee they're going to pan out. So I can understand right. the player's thought is, hey, I can get all this money, and at least I'm guaranteed if I have a career ending injury, if I don't live up to it, I'm still locked in for this money. So, But, again, it's different in baseball because all their money is guaranteed. Whether they suck yeah. or not, they're getting it. Football's not yeah. that way. So Patrick yeah. Mahomes, he could have got hurt or been terrible after three years. They could have cut him, and they might have paid one more year, and then they're good the rest of six years. They don't owe nothing. So it's a big difference. So it's still a gamble that he has to bet on himself, that he's going to continue to do well. That's the only problem is because you have to keep doing well to make more money. And you're not going to make more because they're they not obligated to give you more. So like you're stuck to whatever that amount is for those 10 years. You can't get any more unless they decide to give you more. Or you could throw a stink about it and try and get a raise. But now you bring your name down because of that. So like, it, it's right. a, it's a, it's, it's a issue that it, it's a positive and a negative. You have a lot of pros and cons from both sides and it, you can go either way with it. Like I'm not against it, but it is, it's a very tough decision to make. Okay.
2: So with that being said, uh, and I'm i I'm going gonna let y'all take over the question asking from here. Uh, can you hear me?
1: Yeah. Just lost your video.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I'll ask this question. So. You got to tag one of these. It's only three. You got to tag one of them great. You got to tag one of them good. And you got to tag one of them okay. Okay. Okay? I'm going to give you three quarterbacks. And after I give you these three quarterbacks and you tag them, then I'm going to let you all have the next conversation. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and uh, the quarterback that played for
1: the Miami Dolphins back in the day, Uh, Dan Dan Marino. Dan Marino. You
2: gotta
1: tag one of them. Great, good, and okay. Uh Tom Brady, great. Joe Montana, good. Uh Dan Marino, okay.
2: Tom.
0: Uh that's tough. So what are we what are we saying? What are we saying? <laughs> so he's he did the
1: question. Gotcha.
0: You gotta so you like
1: gotta tag, you gotta tag
2: one of these quarterbacks, great, good, and okay. The three quarterbacks you're you're tagging as Tom Brady, Joe Montana,
0: and uh, I got that. We're just talking about quarterback play, just quarterback in general. It doesn't matter. Quarterback in general, just quarterback.
2: It Doesn't matter.
1: You just gotta tag him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would. I, I can understand the hard part because one and two are interchangeable. One Tom two Brady's interchangeable.
0: the great. Tom Brady's great. The good and okay is. I feel like it comes because I feel like Dan Marino. Um, is you know
1: dan marino's a better passer, but couldn't win the big right
0: games. right didn't win the big game so it's like uh so I, I, I might have to be the same as gary's um
1: i would say the interesting would have, would have been jim kelly and dan marino neither one can win a big game
0: yeah, well, this,
1: I
2: think Dan Marino thing. wins it's that. Not, it's not yeah. even. I it's not, I'm not even. I'm not even basing this as off championship games. I'm just saying, I'm basing this off of in general quarterback let,
1: let me guess. Let me guess your order: Joe Montana, right. Tom yep. Brady, and Dan Marino. Yep. You absolutely right. <laughs> I can understand. I can understand. You can flip Tom Brady and Joe Montana because they are very good. Like again, I'm just taking all encompassed. Tom Brady won 49 championships. So,
2: yeah, and, right, and it makes sense. That's the that's
1: that that's yeah.
0: and and that's the thing too. Better, but, better
1: quarterback throwing wise. Out of all of them, is probably Dan Marino. I'm about to say Dan
0: Marino's the. He was best. probably the best
1: passing quarterback of those three.
0: And that's the that's the issue I was the having. Best I was like, all
1: around quarterback was probably Montana because Montana could do it with his legs too. Yeah.
0: It's like moving and throwing,
1: okay. Montana was amazing on with moving and throwing. And Dan Marino's pocket passer, and so was uh, Brady, but Dan Marino was the best pure passer.
2: Yeah, I'll let y'all have it. That, that's all I wanted to know.
0: All right. Um let's you know this this uh, well
1: i guess we can we can just keep piling on the memphis train right well, i was gonna say this transition is gonna be criminal yes uh,
0: okay. i don't mean to assault d'angelo what? Today. <laughs> 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 but, but dean what's what y'all got going on over there in memphis with your boy mikey williams uh getting caught with a charge
1: M- even multiple, charges, sorry, multiple, multiple charges sorry multiple charges
0: for even
2: steps okay, so, foot so, so this is this is what i have a this is what i have an issue with okay i i don't understand why the university or whatever entity that this guy decided that he wanted to join has to take so much heat for a decision that he made that's one two now the decisions that he made we don't know that if he was immediately threatened. We don't know that. It, we don't know what the situation was. We don't know if this is a job Morant type situation. We don't know that. So I, I, I'm interested to hear what y'all going to say about this. But I'm going to step back and I'm going to listen to what y'all got to say because I'm a little biased to it because my squad uh, has something to lose in this.
1: So I guess I'll start because um, it's funny you said, well, why does Memphis have to take heat for it? But then you're over here defending him. Because he's supposed to be going to Memphis. So that's part of the reason why. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 I'm not defending him because he was going to Memphis. I don't know the situation. It's like I defend John Morant. He didn't go to Memphis.
1: I agree. Well, again, and to that point, I do agree to a point that it should be played out before anybody makes any decisions. We got to find out all the facts of the story before we could jump down his throat. But my only issue is, who is around him to allow this type of stuff to happen? Like, who's he hanging around that? Because allow- again, like, you should have people around you, especially you now when you're this big name. He's supposed to be a one and done guy at Memphis, going to the league. Why are you in positions where you can have this type of thing happen to you? Who's around you that's not making sure things are taken care of for you? See,
2: see, that's what that's what bothers me about. But I'm gonna let you go ahead yeah. and finish because y'all gonna. I'm gonna give y'all a chance to piss me off today.
1: No, it, no, no, I agree hey, with ahead. you. Like, I do think that we have to let it play out because we have to find out the actual facts of the story and what it all is because it all could have been, like, like we said, we could be a misunderstanding, could have been threatened. We don't know. All of it hasn't been released yet. I know they run with the headlines because that's what the media does, and it just happened to be Memphis, and Memphis has that happened quite a bit. But, hey, there's nothing we can do about that. Um, but my biggest thing is, like, knowing how high profile he is the people around him should not let him be in these situations. Like that's my only issue because is again, like we've talked about this multiple times. I'm not gonna let D be in a situation where something like that's gonna happen. He's not gonna let me be because somebody we trust. We're not gonna put allow them to have that situation happen to them. So that's my biggest question is like who around him is is allowing these things to be able to happen? Why are you not trying to do everything you can to protect him knowing what he's about to be trying to do? That'd be my only problem, and that's the—that's more of the people around him. But, again, you can't control – you can't truly control somebody. They're going to do what they want to do, which we had all this conversation with uh, John Morant, same exact topic. But you got to at least try, in my opinion, because, again, he's an 18-year-old. 18-year-olds think they know everything. That's Young kids always think they know everything. And somebody's got to be able to mentor them and make sure they get them in the right place because – Hey, he's supposed to be a one and done guy. He's got a bright future, and I'm hoping he still does. But this could derail it all. Time.
0: Yeah, and I think honestly, unfortunately, I think what's going to happen, besides kids crying in the background, is, hear that, <laughs> is, you know, with you know, because Mikey has been one of the most um, in the spotlight you know, canvas as far as, like, young Tom, athletes.
2: Tom, 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 can I, can I have this, man? Can you go ahead and mute yours? Yeah, let me go get I, these I, kids I, I, real don't, quick. I don't want to hear that baby crying, bro. And Gary has really pissed me off. And I, I was really trying to hold it in. I want to take this one, Tom. Let me just have this one. So, Gary, this is what bothers me about certain people when it comes to athletes being as phenomenal as they is. Why do you just assume... That everybody, So this guy, Mikey, and, and people don't understand this, coming from the place that he came from, Mikey is the only person in this world. There's only one Correct. LeBron James. LeBron James coming up, there was nobody in his stratosphere. That's the same way I feel about Mikey. So how can you just assume that there's somebody in his circle that's going to grab him by his coattail and tell him, hey, buddy, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Nobody's ever been put in this position ever, ever before at all. So for you to say that, like, you know, it's somebody in his circle, like, that's their fault. Like, how do you, you – putting a lot on this kid to choose the right people early. Mm-hmm. And him not knowing that he was going to be this mega star. It's not like he was seven or eight, Gary, and we was like, oh, this guy's going to be a phenom. We need to, you know, handpick his friends to make sure that like, his friends are – point in the right direction we need to hand pick his circle to make sure he's he's in a circle of people that's going to push him in the right direction to be successful that's what people don't understand you don't know where people are from those people that he may behold in high regard may not hold the same standards that he hold for himself they may be criminals gary and if his idols are criminals then that's what we might get from you. You never know. I, it just, I hate that narrative or it bothers me that narrative. Like it should be somebody in his circle. This is this kid's fault. This is nobody's fault, but his. But when you say that like somebody should have did this or somebody should have did that, I feel like you're taking the, 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 the pressures of this kid to have on him. You're taking it off of him and you're putting it on somebody else. Yes. I agree. That this kid shouldn't have this pressure that he have on himself. But this is society, this is this society. Correct. You know what you hey, you know what you
1: but to, to your you point, I'm, I'm not blaming the people around. I'm saying I would hope he has somebody. He may not, like you said, he because of his background growing up, he may not have that. I'm saying I'm I was I would hope there was some be somebody there for him. There may not be. Right. Some people aren't luxury enough to have that. And they have to learn on the fly, and they have to deal with the the things that can come with it. And that's that sounds like it could be un- the unfortunate aspect for him. It's just the sad part is, things like this can derail somebody's life and somebody that has such a promising future. But again, like you said, all in all, it is his own fault. He did it to yeah. himself. I agree with that. Yeah, I would just have yeah. hoped. He had somebody around though that cared enough about him that would would make sure help him not have these things happen. He may not have those type of people around him. We we don't know. I'm just saying that's my thing. because I would hope you would. That would that's all. And again, I don't know his background. Well, that's, t- it's just a hope.
2: I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what what football, basketball, what sports is to some people in the eyes of other people. Say it again, Gary. I'm going to tell you what sports is to some people in the eyes of other people. They don't see the work that we put in, Gary, you and I, or time uh, as it relates to this podcast. They don't see the time that we put in as it relates to playing football. All they see is the finished product. Uh, And that finished product is all they ever want. Save me all that other stuff uh, as it relates to husbands. I understand that the labor was tough. Where's the baby? Where's the baby? That's ultimately what we want to see at the end of this. Mm. That's the that's that prize, right? So, with that being said, we see it as hitting a lottery. Like, you know, we can you imagine Gary like somebody that's 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 been like never had money, and then all of a sudden you hit him with two hundred million dollars. You expect them to be yeah, millionaires
1: after I agree. You, you
2: see what I'm saying? That's what this, I would that's not. What, that's that, yes, exactly. That's what sport. That's what sports is. I'm gonna tell you, we saw a lot of millionaires become millionaires in March Madness this year. Like we saw we saw women and men on both accords step up and overnight hit the lottery.
0: Right. And that's what I was about hey, to get at earlier. Was I think that's yeah. really what you're gonna start seeing with all these NIL deals and stuff. Uh,
2: bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. And because of that, it's going to put so much pressure on these kids that we're going to see more things like this because you're essentially giving, like, I, it was rough for me at 22, 23. And again, I'm not saying that if you give kids money, that they're going to blow it and they're not going to know what they do with it. I'm just telling you that at, at 22, when I got hit with that, I was like, yo, this is, when I got my first check, it was $600,000, Gary. I was like, dude, in my hand, I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, I got a $600,000 check. Like, this is insane. Wow. Guess what, Gary? That was a million-dollar check.
1: Yeah. I know. That was
2: a million-dollar check, Gary? That was a million-dollar check? I'm looking at it like, man, this is 600000 I didn't think about the 400000 that the government took. Correct. I wasn't thinking about that. Nobody ever thinks about that. I'm like, dude, because I never had a $600,000 check. Guess what, Gary? Two years later, guess what I was looking at next? I was like, I'm looking at this same $600,000 check, and I'm looking at it differently, and I'm like, damn, the government took $400,000 <laughs> for me. Yep. Why did they take four hundred thousand? You know why? Because now I'm used to the six hundred thousand dollar checks. Correct. So now what? I, I'm, you never get used to how much money that they take from you.
1: Correct. I agree. You, you see
2: what I'm saying? I I'm saying that once you're into the lifestyle and you understand it, then you have a different perspective of that lifestyle. Correct. And when you hit that lottery overnight, it there's a learning curve. It's a whirlwind. You need time. Yes. You need time to, like, okay, like, what's really, like, happening here? You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that this kid had enough time to really grasp, like, what was going on because, you know, we, we're we all, like, local stars. You know what I'm saying? Even on a national scale, even LeBron James, as, as popular as he was in Ohio, he was still a local hero to everybody there because everybody that was on the outside watching this like phenomena happened, only watching it from TV. They didn't get off their couches and go fill that stadium in Ohio where he was playing. Correct. It was everybody around the world supporting him, right? Until he get out of the comfort zone that he in and into somewhere else, like it happened. He graduated, he was he was on his own, he was getting his money, he was getting ready to go through that transition to go to college, and then that's where he got popped. He got popped there because now he on his own. He's making decisions. As a grown man now, and not as a kid, where people are advising him like, "Yeah, this would be a smart thing to do," or "Oh no, this isn't a smart thing to do," and he's also fighting that stereotype. Don't change, Jonas, bro, because you done got big. Don't change, Jonas. Like, no, oh, I never change because everybody want to stay true to where they come from. Gary, everybody, you, yeah. me, everybody, because that's the only thing that we can hold on to is where we're from, because that's 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 us to our core. That's to our core. So for somebody to say, man, don't change. If what I used to do was, you know, roll the streets and do things that I probably shouldn't do, then (laughs) I probably should change. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) But it's hard to do that, man, when everybody around you is doing the same thing here. And it's easy for you to tell me and I'll listen to you because you're in the same boat. Now imagine if we wasn't in the same boat, bro. Imagine you, you got five friends. One of them worth a million dollars, and the other four friends, it varies. One's worth 250K, one's worth 5K, one of them struggling, one of them this. Depending on the conversation that y'all have, somebody gonna take a conversation more with the person that's a millionaire. More they're gonna take it more to heart than the person that's worth 5000
1: dollars Correct, I agree.
2: Depending on what they're talking about, doesn't make it
1: right, but I agree because it, yes, it's a perception. That's
2: what I'm saying. It doesn't. It, you're absolutely right, and that's all I'm saying. It's the perception that got that he he don't understand that because he's still he's still local. He's still yeah. local, Gary. He's still local. When I Correct. was playing for North Carolina, man, uh, just like you, you played for North Carolina. You played for <laughs> Cleveland. You felt the local love. You only felt the national love when you pulled up Twitter or Instagram or Correct. Facebook or whatever social site that you want to pull up. I, I'm a firm believer that the only way you could feel that national attention, Gary, is if you get out of state. And we just talked earlier about people staying yeah. in state. We don't know if this kid's ever left. Yeah. Correct. He we may not we, have. That's what I'm saying. We don't know if the only time he's ever traveled was for basketball games. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I've only been in the gyms in these places. I've never been in like these streets. I've never went into a store and bought something. I've never got a chance to see the city. It was always me going there to play. We don't know this kid's background. That's why I I agree. You got to be careful, man, when you just just jump on these kids.
1: I said hope. Yeah. Go ahead, Time. Wrap us up. You got anything?
0: Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I was pretty much what I was going to say is that, you know, with the money that these young cats are getting uh, these days. It's, like, it's going to be hard. And that's another thing I don't think LeBron gets enough credit for with how you know he's been able to uh, stay out of that. It's just true. It is just true. You shake your head all you want. So it is just true. It's hard for somebody to come into money at that age and and stay out of trouble and be like well, yeah, have that yeah. much. Because yeah. I'm I talking about like, look at up. like Justin Bieber, too. That's another one. Or like People like this that like Kobe have had a lot of.
2: Kobe did it. Uh, he didn't have any problems. Uh, you know, he had the rape allegations. God uh, uh, rest his soul.
0: Like, let's not like we yeah. didn't have something. <laughs> but even uh, KG man, never reached the level of LeBron.
1: He was with money.
0: Uh, I was just going to say, man, he was the big ticket. What I'm talking, about, are you talking I'm ta- about. I'm talking about the national international spotlight. That's just not. It's not close. I love KG, but that's not close. But mm. so uh, so I know uh, we have one other topic. Did we wish want to say that? Save, yeah, we'll save for next week. Yeah, okay. we'll save for next week. Save for the, next week. The gold digging wife. We'll talk about it next week. I guess. <laughs> All
1: right. Well,
2: I I, I I hate that you you said it like that. They, they're not. There. It's called support me when we're not together.
1: But <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that. Next.
0: Oh, dude. okay. We see what's going on here. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Hey, my favorite, my favorite meme was the. Uh... <laughs> it's uh it's a meme, it's got oh gosh. We gotta it gonna save it because the if, big, if, the if big gonna timers next
1: week. If we're gonna I, I know,
0: but by next week it probably it might not be relevant. We might not. But I gotta tell you about this meme. It's uh the 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 big timers is the top. And it says, it's got, it's got everything in my mama's name. It's the picture of the guy saying, these <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> spitting. <laughs> Hilarious. But we'll be back. We appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. And don't forget to check out our new YouTube channel. We finally got the boys to post a video last week, man. Everybody give them a... Round of applause.
1: Boy, these boys are back. We'll a video today, too. Right.
0: <laughs> we out. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the-